This podcast is produced for and by North Memorial Health for the purpose of educating EMS providers. It does not constitute online medical control or medical advice. To access North Memorial Ambulance's guidelines, go to acidremap.com slash sites slash North Memorial. Covering over 10,000 square miles of Minnesota and Wisconsin with unmatched customer service and cutting-edge clinical care. Introducing the North Memorial Health Ambulance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Alex Tremblay and Zach Finn. everybody and welcome to another episode of North Memorial Health Ambulance colon the podcast. I'm here today with our aviation team all the way around from maintenance to flight operations to clinical services and our vice president Scott Sampy to talk today about our new airframe the H-135 which will be joining our fleet to supplement our Augustas in the near future. Most of you guys are newer faces to our frontline staff so I'm going to ask that each of you introduce yourselves. First tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, all of you are from not here, I think is interesting and awesome. And then you have to answer the pod breaker question. Poor Zach Finn had to answer where he took his wife on his first date, and I thought you guys would throw me out. So your guys' question is, you can have lunch with anyone living or not. Who would it be and what would you ask? Scott, I'm going to start with you. Sure. And hi, everyone. This is Scott Sampy. As, uh, as we just said, I'm the vice president and uh, chief of our ambulance services. And to answer that question... I would like to meet with George Washington. I'm going to ask him, why did you cut down that cherry tree? It's been an age-old question in this country, hasn't it? I think so. I think you could make uh, make a few bucks asking that. So, Hi there, uh, Shimon Cohen. I'm a clinical director with AirCare. Been with North since 2004, paramedic and a nurse. And I've been uh, Minnesota here. Western Minnesota is where I grew up. Tate Pointer, director of aviation operations and um been at AirCare for about two years, and before that, I worked in uh, Texas, West Texas, which is where I'm from, and uh, yeah, happy to be here. You're from Wichita Falls, right? No, no. My, okay, I made that up. No, okay. no, no. My uh, my parents live in Wichita Falls, but uh, I'm from all over Texas, but mostly West Texas. Um, I was born in a place called Muleshoe. Okay. Like a mule, like a donkey. <laughs> yeah, Muleshoe, Texas. So That's a great name for hometown. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Steve Latham. I'm the director of maintenance for AirCare. Came originally from Southern California, moved to Minnesota for a job offer. Been a great thing. Really appreciate everything that the company does here for us, supporter-wise. And if I could meet anybody, living or dead, I'd want to meet with either Henry Ford or Louis Chevrolet to find out how they came up with the ideas. You know, back in the day, we, the machining we have nowadays, you know, it's all done by computers and everything. But how did they even think of what they thought of to make an automobile actually work. I'm very curious on that one. Hi, uh, Rick Nelson, Chief Pilot for AirCare. Been with the North since 2016 from uh, South Central Pennsylvania. And if I were to talk to anybody, I think it would be Oroville over right and uh, see what was going through their heads when they decided they were going to try to figure out how to make something uh, stay in the air for a while. 
We're here today to talk about exciting and most recent news, which is the addition of the Airbus H-135 as a new airframe here at North Memorial, adding two helicopters in the coming years. And those were previously the EC-135, the Eurocopter-135, right? So, Tate, can you talk a little bit about what the benefit is here to this new airframe and what you guys are looking forward to? I think number one is the, you know, the added technology and safety aspects that go along with that. Um you know, we, we've done a lot with the 109s, and they've served us very well over the last couple of decades. But this aircraft is the most technologically advanced aircraft I think that I've seen, and Airbus knows that. It's the, it's the next step to being completely automated. The autopilot system in it is state-of-the-art. There's it, It's a four-axis autopilot, which... Can you talk a little bit about what the four axes are? Yeah. Because I'm thinking northeast, south, and west, and I can't imagine that's right. Yeah, so oh, they put me on the spot, and i got to remember... <laughs> So you got longitudinal, lateral, vertical, and yaw. All of us know what yaw is, so we can just move right on. Right, right. So, so what this aircraft allows you to do is is basically hover without touching the controls, and that's you know that's what they demonstrated to us. That helionics system, helionics is basically the the uh, electronics of the aircraft mixed with the autopilot system and the flight controls and all the systems that go along with it. You know, there's there's so many safety aspects, and one thing that you got to talk about when you look at the EC or the H135 is the Finistron. It's a it's a telltale sign. The Finistron is the tail rotor. It's an enclosed tail rotor. It looks like a big cell on the back, and and it's enclosed. It's got ten tail rotor blades back there, and it's for a number of different purposes. Number one, when you're landing in a scene, you know, prevents you from putting a tail rotor into a tree or to into a wire or something like that. Not completely, but it helps, you know. And um, and then also whenever you're flying over a highly populated area because of the way that that tail is shaped that finished on with a 20 degree cant it takes the load off of the tail rotor it acts like a weather vane when you're flying so when you take that anti-torque capability or some of the anti-torque away from that tail rotor it's it's a lot quieter so when you're flying over populated areas it it really serves the community as a, a quieter aircraft so that's awesome. I, I noticed on our, our North Memorial Facebook group, somebody had mentioned that they had hoped that they would be quieter. And I think that the irony is like, well, it's a helicopter, right? But it's cool to hear that that there are some features in there that will actually offer something in the, in the highly populated areas. Anything else on that? You know, I think that the H-135 is the technology with it, it's unmatched and you've got cameras all, all the way around 360 degree. The pilot can look back, uh, clear as tail himself. You know, if he if he's flying by himself, he can take a look at that camera and make sure that the LZ is clear wherever he's at and or she. And then also you, you can look at the, the added capability for a clinician. If there was an incapacitated pilot, clinician can go in there and land the helicopter themselves without having any prior knowledge of flying aircraft they can get in our, our vp was able to demonstrate that got sampy with he was able to fly so you know i'll let him i don't want to steal this thunder i'll let him talk about that here in a little I bit can't wait <laughs> it really is it's the added capabilities and it's really a good thing for us moving forward with the ifr capabilities it's state of the art that's awesome and it really speaks to the culture of safety that scott has tried to instill in, in our team and and within our organization so scott i'm going to switch over to you so you've had some really terrific experiences you've been with a number of different agencies most recently at viden previously and, and now here with us what what are you excited about with this transition and and what does this offer to you as kind of the the captain of the ship well i'm also looking at the uh, you know quite frankly it's a big investment from our healthcare system into this program we're doing similarly with our ambulances we actually have two fleet plans, one for ground and one for air, to improve, get some of the latest technology, some of the 
the state-of-the-art equipment so that we stay up with stuff. We want to be in the forefront of this stuff to make it easier for our crew so in, in the end our patients have a better experience, safer, whatever, all those components come together, and that's what we're looking for. And that's that's very similar here on this particular aircraft. We didn't look at a particular brand or anything. We went out and, as you know, Tate said, and said, what's the, what's the best right now that we think we can we can get? And we got it. And we're getting two of them. And we have a plan, certain amount of years that we just constantly have a plan to replace our equipment as it ages, just exactly like we're doing with our ambulances. Okay. So we, we have to address the elephant in the room, which is that Scott got to fly a helicopter. So can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, it's kind of interesting. I've been in helicopters before, certainly not a pilot, certainly wouldn't pretend to be one. And um, they said, you know, we want to show you how you can fly the aircraft. And I said, I'm not interested. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting up front, um, you know, I don't like to play around. And uh, anyways, the next thing you know, I said, we'll turn this dial. The aircraft goes up. I turned the dial, it went up. They said, um, go ahead and give it, you know, move it, give it a little bit of speed. So they said, take it up to a particular knots and turn a different dial. And we started moving forward and they said, we need to turn this way moved another down the direction we needed to go and we were flying you know then when we got to the point where we need to come down we put the air you know turned it down to hover and aircraft hovered and took it down to the altitude we need to be which was three feet that's as low as we'll go all by a non-pilot now you know our plan would be at some point to have our team trained for emergencies it wouldn't be just by chance and certainly things we're looking for when we're buying new types of vehicles once again air or ground what can we do that will make our team safer and what's at this point, you know, what we need to update. And we'll always look for that. Things are going to change. So even in the future, this might not be state-of-the-art or what, what's the best for our program. We're always going to look for what, what could be better. Okay, Shimon, I didn't forget about you, I promise. Shimon actually was my supervisor when I got hired as a paramedic here, which is very exciting, many years ago. One of the things that, that we've heard from feedback from our frontline staff is that there can be some space restraints in the 109. Not anything that we can't work past, not anything that, that's no good. Can you tell me, from a clinical perspective, what excites you about the 135 and what you look forward to your team members using? No, absolutely. Uh, actually, very excited for this opportunity on that, and uh, also thank you for uh, calling us in here to meet with you and chat about this program and uh, the new aircraft. With it, we've been accommodating in our current airframe. And so the opportunity looking at the next generation, next level of safety, as Scott and Tate have described, gave us the opportunity to look at what our current needs are and what our future needs might be and where we might be able to look at space accommodations. And with the H-135 being probably the top utilized EMS airframes out there in the U.S., it gave us something to to reflect upon when we were evaluating all these. And when we did that, we found that with this current cabin space with H-135, we could have like three clinicians in the back. We could have better airway management where we're directly at the head of the patient. There's also opportunity if we needed, we could have two patients in transport if ever needed. Something to consider on that. And as well as uh, specialty transport as we look at new medicine that's being utilized more in the field with like ECMO transports, balloon pumps, any of those that are up and coming, as well as, you know, NICU as another opportunity to consider for our program. Yes. And then the other part with it too is that this airframe comes with its own stretcher system. So we could load the patient. We have our own stretcher. We don't have to carry our own like in and out of facilities or when we get to a sending facility, have them meet us with a cart. So we'll actually have our own on wheels. We could have everything thing ready to go on that and then load it. The other safety features that are nice with it too is enclosed tail rotor as well as a higher uh, rotor system as a whole to work underneath. 
Yeah. So the you know the clamshell doors, and that, and that's one thing about the Airbus is that they designed this this helicopter to be an air ambulance. It that's what its purpose was. And so when you look at it, it opens in the back, just like you said, the enclosed tail rotor, and then also the high rotor blades. So you go out to a community, you land at a scene, you have people who are less experienced with helicopters or or haven't seen a lot of helicopters. They're much less likely to go back there and then stick their hand in the in the finish run, <laughs> or or you know the they accidentally walk into it uh, because they can load in the back, and it's just fairly a, a little bit more what they're accustomed to working with ambulances. So I think that that's a huge safety feature, especially when you're working with communities who don't see a lot of helicopters all the time, like you know we're all used to. I think I could add in there too one of the features, and it can be with other airframes as well. But they have a camera system so that the pilot can see the back of the aircraft and through the clamshell doors as patients are being loaded and working around that end uh, as another fa- safety feature that's provided. Okay, so Rick, you're going to fly one of these things, right? So Rick, what what are you excited about besides me putting you on the spot in front of all these people? It's autopilot and actually those cameras, being able to see what's going on around me because the PIC is the ultimate. He's ultimately responsible for what happens around that aircraft. So Is that uh, pilot in charge? That's pilot in command. Pilot in command. Okay. But the I think the four-axis autopilot compared to what uh, the 109 is considered a three-axis autopilot, it's going to really increase the confidence level in the pilots and the ability of what the aircraft is capable of doing. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome, man. Steve, I want to get to you. And I would just like to point out to everybody that's listening today that Steve, before coming to North Memorial, lived in Hawaii. And as happy as we are to have him here, he's the only person I've ever met in my entire life that left Hawaii to come to the tundra. So- Steve, how are you? I'm very well. In fact, expanding on that a little more, when I was taking my trash cans to the curb the other night, I was cursing pretty good. So <laughs> there you go on that one. But um, yeah, with the H-135, what we're gaining is the ease of maintenance. As aircraft were designed in the you know, 60s, 70s, they weren't designed with maintenance in mind. They were designed with how much stuff can we fit in a certain area. Now with uh, the new design of aircraft, they're designed with the ease of maintenance. So Things are accessible for the mechanic, which costs less out of service time and user-friendly for us. As far as parts support, Airbus is second to none as far as their support, customer support for parts, just technical representative support with us as well. So really looking forward to that. Um, It's been a challenge in the past, and hopefully we will not see those challenges again once we get the H-135 online. Did I, I, I was snooping around on the website. Do they have an American parts manufacturer, like based in the southern U.S. maybe? They have their final assembly plant based in the southern U.S. So what they do is they build the helicopters in Germany. Okay. Then they ship them over in pieces, tail boom, separated from the fuselage. And they put them together in Mississippi. And then from there, they go out to a completion center for paint and medical interiors or whatever interior you choose. Super cool. If you guys need anybody to go to central Germany just to check things out or anything, I'm I'm interested. Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you for closing here. When do we expect to take delivery on these first few frames? And, and what does that process look like from delivery to, to go live? We're getting both our aircraft in 2023. Originally, we thought we'd get one at the end of this year, but things have slowed down. I don't know if it's the conflict in Europe or exactly what's going on. But in general, the first aircraft will arrive in the U.S., at the end of the year, but it's what's called a green aircraft, similar to what Steve said, one that's just been put together and it's very basic. Then it goes to a completion center, which will be with Metro Aviation in Shreveport, Louisiana. Have you ever been to Shreveport? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice Many place. times. Yeah. <laughs> in Shreveport, they'll actually put the aircraft, you know, everybody together, but they'll put the interior, all the medical interior in there, a special one. They'll paint the aircraft. They'll do all the details that finalize the aircraft ready for us. Once it's done there, we'll go down there and accept the aircraft, bring it back here. 
some of our pilots will get training at uh, Airbus in Texas, as well as some of our mechanics. And by then, they should be pretty much ready to go, maybe a few more little test runs and things like that. That's the end of the project. The first one will arrive at North probably March, March or April uh, next year, and the other one will be four to six weeks past that. Okay, so feel free to say yes to this, but can we do a naming contest? <laughs> like a Darth Blader kind of naming contest? Uh, no? Okay. He said no, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else have anything else? Well, that's going to do it for this. This is just kind of a brief introduction to the H-135 from the experts here at North Memorial Health. We look forward to sharing those successes with you in the coming years. And please, as always, reach out to us if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to leave us a rating and review and drop us a like on Facebook by searching North Memorial EMS. Make sure to tell your friends, first responders, and anyone else who might enjoy the show. Also, if you have any questions or show topic suggestions, please email alexander.tremblay at northmemorial.com. Until next time.